0: guys so i mean we've got one we've got one left like one half of a chapter left so we're gonna continue with that okay i don't feel like we were hostages or anything yuritan walked alongside us with his club across his shoulder orthosis you had a dog growled a lots sniffed at grove's legs and shot down, uh, shot in the bushes once in a while to chase animals but yuritan kept him more or less under control we walked down a dirty path that seemed to go on forever. It must have been close to 40 degrees, which was a shock after San Francisco. Heat shimmered off the ground. Insects buzzed in the trees. Before we'd gone very far, I was sweating like crazy. Flies swarmed us. Every so often, we'd see the pen full of red cows or even stranger animals. Once we passed a coral where the fence was coated in asbestos. Inside, a herd of fire-breathing horses milled around. The hay in there, feeding Tro was on fire, the ground smoked around the feet, but the horses seemed teamed enough. One big stallion looked at me and whined, columns of red flame billowing out of his nostrils. I wondered if it hurt his sinuses. What are they for? I asked. Eugene scowled. We raised animals for lots of clients, Apollo, Diomedes, and others. Like who? No more questions. Finally, we came out of the woods. Portion of hill above us was a big ranch house, all white stone and wood, and big windows. It looks like a Frank Lloyd Wright, Amber yeah, said. Uh, I guess she was talking about an architectural thing. To me, it just looked like a kind of place where a few demigods could get into serious trouble. We hiked up the th- and we hiked up the hill. Don't break the rules. Yuritian warned as we walked up the steps to the front porch. No fighting, no drawing weapons, and don't make any comments about the boss's appearance. Why? I asked. What does he look like? Before Yuritian could reply, a new voice said, Welcome to the Triple G Ranch. The man on the porch had a normal head, which was a relief. His face was weathered down from years in the sun. He had a slick black hair and black pencil mustache like uh, villains have in all movies. His smile as us, but the smile wasn't friendly, more amused like, oh boy, more people torture. I didn't ponder that very long though because then I noticed his body or bodies. He had three of them. Now you'd think I would've gotten used to weird anatomy after Janus or briaries but this guy was three complete people. His neck, his neck connected to the middle chest like normal, but he had two more chests, one uh, one to either side, connected to the shoulders with a few centimeters in between. His left arm grew out of his left chest, and same on the right. So he had two arms. But four armpits, if uh, that makes any sense. The chest so connected into one enormous torso with two regular with very beefy legs. And he wore the most oversized pair of Levi's I'd ever seen. His chest each wore a different color of western shirt, green, yellow and red, like a spotlight. I wondered how he dressed the middle chest since it had no arms. The coward, Eurydia, nudged me. Say hello to Mr. Garion. Hi, I said. Nice chest, uh, ranch, nice ranch you have. Before the three-bodied man could respond, Nicodianula came out of the glass drawers onto the porch. Garion, I won't wait for he froze when he saw us. Then he drew his sword. The blade was just like I'd seen in my dream, short, sharp, and dark as midnight. Garion snarled when he saw it. Put that away, Mr. D'Angelo. I ain't gonna have my guests killing each other. But that's. Pussy Jackson. Garion supplied Annabeth Chase and a couple of their monster friends. Yes, I know. Monster friends? Grover said indignantly. That man is wearing three shirts, Tyson said, like he was just realizing this. They let my sister die. Nico's voice trembled with rage. They're here to kill me. Nico were not here to kill you. I raised my hands. What happened to Bianca was... Don't speak her name. You're not worthy to even talk about her. Wait a minute. Annabeth pointed again. How do you know our names? The three-bodied man winked. i make it my business to keep informed, darling. Everybody pops in the ranch from time to time. Everybody needs something from Bulgarian. Now, Mr. D'Angelo, put that ugly sword away before I have Eurytion take it from you. Eurytion sighed, but he hefted his spiked club at his feet or to his growl. Nico hesitated. He looked thinner and paler than he had in the iris messages. He wondered if he'd eaten in the last week. His black clothes were dusty from traveling in the labyrinth, and his dark eyes were full of hate. He was too young to look so angry, and I still remembered him as a cheerful little kid who played with my magic cards. Reluctantly, he sheathed his sword. If you come near me, Percy, I'll summon help. You don't want to meet my helpers, I promise. I believe you, I said. Geryon patted Nico's shoulder. Well, we've all made nice. Now, come along, folks. I want to give you a tour of the ranch. Geryon had a trolley thing, like one of those kiddie trains that you take around use. It was painted black and white in a cowhide pattern. The driver's car had a set of long horns stuck to the hood, and the horn sounded like a cowbell. I figured maybe this was how he tortured people. He embarrassed them to death. Riding around in Moom- Moomobile, not Batmobile, it's Moomobile. Niko sat at the very back. Probably so, he would keep an eye on us. Euritian crawled in next to him with his spiked club and pulled his cowboy hat over his eyes like he was going to take a nap. Arthur jumped into the front seat next to Garion and began back barking happily in two-part harmony. Annabeth, Tyson, Grover, and I took the middle two cars. We have a huge operation. Gary on as a Moomobile lurched forward. I love, I love saying Moomobile. Horses and cattle mostly, but all sorts of exotic varieties too. We came over a hill and Annabeth gasps. Oh my god, why does she tell all these weird names? Oh my god. Okay. Okay, I bet I'm gonna pronounce it. It's called Hippolec? Hippolec? Tryons? Tryons. I guess that's it. I don't know. I'm. Oh my god. These Greek names, Indiana, but they're gonna drive me insane. Okay. She says, Tryons. I thought they were extinct. At the bottom of the hill was a fenced in pasture with a dozen weirdest animals that I'd ever seen. Each had the front half of a horse and the back half of a rooster. I mean,. I guess, you know what, I guess the Greeks, they were just tired of just one kind of animal. It's like, there's just only a cow, only a rooster. And then, hey, can we make a second variety? Yes. Just combine those two and we got a Hippolectrion. I don't know. Each of the front half of a horse and the black half of a rooster. Oh, it's not a cow, it's a horse. Cool, 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 cool. This trying to imagine it. I mean, how will he stand? How how will the animal stand? I mean, the roosters... Oh. Okay. Okay, no. Their rare feet were huge yellow claws. So, I mean, I was picturing them as the size of a horse and the size of a rooster. But apparently, both are the size of the horse. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but that does not make sense. I mean... If you try to just dissect the senseless and the sensible parts, we're gonna stay here all night. all night. Anyways. As I watched, two of them got in a fight over a pile of seed as they reared up on their back legs and whined and flapped their wings at each other, and the smaller one galloped away, its rare bird legs putting a little hop on its step. Rooster ponies, Tyson said in amazement, do they lay eggs? Once a year, Garyon grinned in the rearview mirror, very much in demand for omelettes. That's, that's horrible, Annabeth said. They must be an endangered species. Garyon waved his hand. Gold is gold, darling, and you haven't tasted the omelettes. That's not right, Grover murmured, but Garyon just kept narrating the tour. Now, over here, he said, we have the fire-breathing horses, which you may have seen on your way in. They're bred for war, naturally. What were I asked? Geryon grinned slyly. Oh, whichever one comes first. And over yonder, of course, are our prized red cows. Sure enough, hundreds of cherry colored cattle were grazing the side of a hill. So many, Grover said. Yes, well, Apollo is too busy to see to them, Geryon explained. So he contracts or subcontracts to us. We breed them vigorously because there is such a demand. For what? I asked. Garyon raised an eyebrow. Meat, of course. Armies have to eat. You kill the sacred cows of the sun god for hamburger meat? Grover said. That's against the ancient laws. Oh, don't get so worked up, Seder, They're just animals. Just Animals? Yes, and if Apollo cared, I'm sure he would tell us. If he knew, I muttered. Niko sat forward. I don't care about any of this, Garyon. We had business to discuss and this wasn't it. All in good time, Mr. Angelo. Look over here. Some of my exotic game. The next field was ringing with barbed wire. The whole area was crawling with giant scorpions. Triple G ranch? I said, suddenly remembering. Your mark was on the crates at camp. Quintus got his scorpions from you. Quintus? Gary means short, short, gray hair, muscular swordsman? Yeah, never heard of him. Garion said, now, over here are my prized stables. tables. You must see them. So, like, he knew exactly how Quintus looked, but he doesn't. But he says he never heard of him, so. Well, he's lying. Anyway, I didn't need to see them, because as soon as we got within 300 meters, I started to smell them. Near the banks of a green river was the horse corral, the sides of a football field, Stables lined on one side of it, about 100 horses milling around in a muck. And when I say muck, I mean horse poop. It was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen, like a poop blizzard that uh, had come through and dumped a meter deep pile of the stuff overnight. The horses were really gross from the wading through it, and the stables were just as bad. It treated like you would not believe worse than the garbage boats on the East River, even nickel What is that? My stables, Grion said. Well, actually, they belong to Aegeus, but uh, we watch over them for a small monthly fee. Oh, aren't they lovely? They're disgusting, Annabeth said. Lots of blue oak ties and absurd. How can you keep animals like that? Grover cried. You're getting on my nerves, Garyon said. These are flesh-eating horses, see? They like these conditions. Plus, you're too cheap to have them cleaned. Yuri mumbled from under his hat. Quiet, Geryon snapped. All right, perhaps the stables are a bit to clean. Perhaps they do make me nauseous when the wind blows the wrong way. But so what? My clients still pay me well. What clients? I demanded. Oh, you'd be surprised how many people will pay for a flesh-eating horse. They make great garbage disposals. Wonderful way to terrify your enemies. Greater birthday parties. We rent them out all the time. You're a monster, Annabeth decided. Karyon stopped the Moomobile and turned to look at her. What gave it away? Was it the three bodies? You have to let these animals go, Grover said. It's not right. And the clients you keep talking about, Albert said, "You work for Kronos, don't you? You're supplying his army with horses, food, whatever they need." Garion shrugged, which was weird since he had three sh- uh, sets of shoulders. It looked like he was doing the wave all by himself. I work for anyone with gold, young lady. I'm a businessman, and I sell them anything I have to offer. He climbed out of the moomobile and strolled towards the stables like as if he was enjoying the fresh air. It would have been a nice view it's with the river and the trees and the hills and all, except for the quagmire of uh, horse muck. Nico got out of the back car and stormed over to Garion. The cowherd Eurytion was wasn't as sleepy as he looked. He helped his club and walked after Nico. I came here for business, Garion, Niko said, and you haven't answered me. Hmm, Garion asked him a cat. His left trunk reached over and scratched his middle chest. Yes, you'll get a deal, all right. My ghost told me you could help. He said you could guide us to the soul we need. Wait a second, I said. I thought I was the soul you wanted. He at me like I was crazy. You? Why would I want you? Be your yeah, soul is worth thousands of yours. Now, can you help me, Gary or not? Oh, I imagine I could, the rancher said. Your ghost friend, by the way, where is he? Nico looked uneasy. He can't form in broad daylight. It's hard for him, but he's around somewhere. Here smiled. smile. I'm sure. Venus likes to disappear when things get difficult. Nos, I remember a man i seen in my dreams, with the golden crown the point of and the cruel eyes. You mean that evil king? That's the ghost who's been giving ad- you advice? It's none of your business, pussy. Nico turned back to Gary on. And what do you mean about things getting difficult? This free-bodied man sighed. Well, you see, Nico, can I call you Nico? No. You see, Nico, Luke Tone is offering very good money for half blood especially powerful half-bloods. And I'm sure when he learns a little secret who you really are, he'll pay very, very well indeed. Nico drew his sword, but Eurytion knocked it out of his hand before I could get up. Arthur's pounced on my chest and growled. His face is barely centimeters away from mine. I would stay in the car, all of you, Carry On Born, or Arthur's will tear Mr. Jackson's throat out. Now, Eurytion, if you will be so kind, secure Nico. The coward spat in the grass. Do I have to? Yes, you fool! Eurytion looked Bore, but he wrapped one huge arm around nickel and lifted him up like a wrestler. Pick up the sword, too, Karyon said with distaste. There's nothing I hear worse than Stygian Iron. Er- Eugene picked up the sword, careful not to touch the blade. Now, Karyon said cheerfully, we've had the tour. Let's go back to the lodge, have some lunch, and send an iris message to your friends in the Titan army. You fan! Annabeth cried. Miriam smiled at her. Don't worry, my dear. Once I've delivered Mr. D'Angelo, you and your party can go. i interfere with quests. Besides, I've been paid well to give you safe passage, which does not, I'm afraid, include Mr. D'Angelo. Paid by whom? Annabeth asked. What do you mean? Never you mind, darling. Let's be off, shall we? Wait, I said, but Ortho's growl. I stayed perfectly still so he wouldn't tear my throat out. Garion, you said you're a businessman. Make me a deal. Garen narrows eyes. What's sort of the deal? Do you have gold? I've got something better. Water. But Mr. Jackson, you've got nothing. You could have helped clean the stables. Eretton suggested innocently. I'll do it. I said, if I fail, you get all of us. You can trade us all to look for gold. Assuming the horses don't eat you, Garen observed. Either way, you get my friends, I said. But if I succeed... You've got to let us all go, including Nico. No, Nico screamed. Don't do me any favors, Percy. I don't want your help. Yaya yeah, yeah, chuckled. Prissy Jackson, those stables haven't been cleaned a thousand years. Though it's true I might be able to sell more stable space if that poop was cleared away. So what time you got to So what have you got to lose? The rancher hesitated. All right, I'll accept your offer. But you've got it done by sunset. If you fail, your friends get sold and I get rich. Deal. He nodded. I'm going to take your friends with me. Back to the lodge. We'll wait for you there. Eurogen gave me a funny look. It might have been sympathy. He whistled and the dog jumped off me and onto Annabeth's lap. She yelped. I knew Tarsel and Grover would never try anything as long as Annabeth was a hostage. He got out of the car and locked eyes with her. I hope you know what you're doing, she said quietly. I hope so too. Garion, cut behind the driver's wheel, urged and howled Nickel into the backseat. Sunset, Garion reminded me, no later. He laughed at me once more, sounded his cowbell horn, and the Moomobile rumbled off down the trail. And that's it. So, you know, this was one of Hercules' tasks. Hercules sure has made a lot of appearance in this book. Okay. And that's it. That's the end of the chapter. We'll meet again next episode only on the Pussy Jackson Podcast.